0: This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you what happens when things don't go as planned. Welcome in. Once again, it is another edition of A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. So glad you've decided to make Locked On Sports Atlanta part of your daily regimen. Certainly excited to be with you. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL and at Mark Zino M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O lot to do today on this show. We will look forward to the NFL Draft as we are just a little over two weeks away as well. The Braves and, of course, a little handicap of tonight's Hawks-Hornets matchup. But this first segment brought to you by our good friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of over $200 sunglasses for just a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes Also something you won't find anywhere else is the Shady Rays Insane Protection Program on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. Just that simple. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners here. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off not one but two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, Hawks and Hornets tonight from State Farm Arena. Hawks a four-and-a-half point, now five-point favorite, actually. should correct myself. Might even see some 5 and a halfs at certain shops, depending on where you are. But meaning that they have a task in front of them. Of course, they need to beat the Charlotte Hornets, then beat the Cleveland Cavaliers who lost to the Brooklyn Nets last night, and they will enter officially the NBA playoffs out of the play in tournament. Now, we've talked so much about the path and Brad Rowland from Locked on Hawks uh, was here yesterday. You can go search Locked On Atlanta podcasts anywhere you get them, and you'll hear my interview with Brad. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that we talked about was that this was probably the most favorable path. If they weren't going to be in the seventh seed playing somebody other than Brooklyn, right, this was the most favorable path for them uh, to get to the official playoffs, being that this is the, the play-in tournament. What if the Hawks lose tonight? I don't really think that anybody's thought about this. And maybe I'm just getting a little bit too far ahead of myself because I know it's hard to fathom, right? Like there's, I said this yesterday, it's hard for me to envision the Hawks losing this game with Trey Young at home. Like it just doesn't feel like it's a realistic possibility. But in the interest of just sort of forecasting out and looking at both sides objectively, what if the Hawks do lose tonight? um what's the narrative going to be what's it going to sound like tomorrow what am I going to be sitting here right here on this show on A to Z on Lockdown Sports Atlanta telling you guys what am I going to be saying well uh I think it starts with Trey Young the star because it always starts with the star and some of the things that we'll probably be saying tomorrow is well is he just kind of like an empty points regular season player a la James Harden right? Is he just a guy who just stuffs the stat sheet and doesn't really do anything meaningful? Is he not a guy who can do it on his own and carry a team and elevate players a la like Jimmy Butler, right? Like We've seen Jimmy Butler just make teams flat out better. I mean, he does not have a great cast in Miami. They happen to be the number one seed because Jimmy Butler's really, really good. Um, now, again, they do have a, a, a good supporting cast, but certainly not a great one. But you get the point, right? The Hawks have a good supporting cast, not a great one. So, is that some of the narratives that we'll be saying? Um, is last year a fluke? Was what he did last year in the postseason was that a fluke? Is is that something we're going to be saying? Are we going to feel like that Trey Young's performance in the postseason last year was just then, and losing to a bad defensive team like Charlotte means that he just you know got lucky? Is he a choker? Like is somebody going to say that that the Hawks choked against? the Charlotte Hornets. Well, some people say there's a reason why he doesn't get MVP votes, right? Despite the fact that he became the second player in NBA history ever to lead the league in points and assists in the same season, and it's probably not going to get an MVP vote anywhere. Maybe that's what they'll say. This is the reason why, because he can't just do it when it matters. I think all those things have a certain amount of truth to them, but I don't think any of them are on the whole going to be true about trey young yes you're going to question the star when they lose and that's fair um but the context i think has to be accurate and i don't know if all those contexts are 100 accurate um but i will say that them missing john collins may be part of the reason why but then the counter to that would be trey young should be good enough and he is good enough to win without john collins Right? There was, a, there was a faction of people in this town who wanted John Collins to not be resigned or to trade him away for assets and everything else, right? Because he's not a true number two superstar, stuff like that. Maybe Trey has to answer for some of that as well. And then furthermore, what are they going to say about the team, about this organization, if they lose tonight? Like, how do they get better? All of a sudden, the Hawks ended up in the wrong conference. Milwaukee is loaded. Brooklyn is loaded. Philadelphia is loaded. Boston is great. Miami is consistently good. Toronto isn't that far removed from a championship. And as a great, all of a sudden, the Hawks are the seventh best team in the East. What happened? Like all of a sudden they ended up in the wrong conference. How do they overcome all of that? How does this team get better? If they get bounced today, that's the first question we're going to ask is how do we elevate to the top of the Eastern Conference? that's not an easy answer do we need another star how can they how can they afford one like this is a team right now contractually that's locked into pretty much everybody that's important with the exception of trey young but they can offer him a five-year 177 million dollar you know max deal that nobody can match and so he's likely to stay for that money technically his contract is up at the end of this year i don't envision them not having trey young here in the long term um but that said you know John Collins under contract. Kevin Herter under contract for two more years. Uh, DeAndre Hunter under contract for another season. Everybody's coming back. Capella's here. You know, I mean, pretty much everybody's coming back. So how how does this team get better? Where do they find room to get better if they don't win this game? I think that's all fair. Does Schlenk need to make a major blockbuster move to bring another star in here to play with Trey, a la Kevin Durant and... Kyrie Irving, there's a lot of Allahs today. Um, And not that Allah, Allah. Anyway, do they need to have that one two punch? Because is John Collins not the one two punch you need? I I, I don't know the answer. I, I don't know how they leapfrog from where they are right now to a top two or three team in the Eastern Conference. Because there's one thing you can say about this Hawks team if they don't win, if they get bounced out, You know what you can't do? Run it back again as is because you're not good enough. You're not. If you're this inconsistent from year to year, and in reality, remember, I know last year was a shortened season because of the COVID stuff and everything. They didn't play full 82 games. You know, they had won, what, 41, 42 games, whatever it was last year, um, and, and they were the four or five seed. That said, you can't be this inconsistent from year to year and think that you can run it back again. You just can't. Something would have to change about this team going forward. And if they lose tonight, all of those questions, I think, are contextually fair. And all of those questions, I think, are accurate. And how you get from point A to point B, i.e. 8th in the Eastern Conference, ninth in the Eastern Conference, whatever it is, to a top two or three team that has a legitimate chance to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals, I don't know that we have that answer very easily. Now, again, the Hawks need to win tonight. They need to beat Cleveland. And then they need to give Miami a run for their money. Because as I said last week, anything short of that really characterizes this season as a disappointment. If they get gentlemen swept from Miami, it's a disappointment. It absolutely is. So no one is talking about the pressure on the Hawks, uh, but there is. At least here in Atlanta, we should feel it and acknowledge that it exists. I'll give you my breakdown from a betting standpoint of the game coming up in the final segment of the show today, right here on A to Z. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnATL, at Mark Zeno M A R K Z I N N O. Coming up next, what the Falcons do in the draft will tell you a lot about who they want to be. Mel Kuyper's mock draft is out. They think he's off on this front office. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back in to Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is A to Z. I'm Mark Zeno. appreciate you joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. This segment of the show brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. You know, it's that time of the year that pretty much all of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I can stick to my New Year's resolution this year. I, I can stay healthy and still enjoy delicious foods. How am I doing that? Well, Built Bar and Puffs. Have you ever tried Puffs? If not, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built bars covered in hundred percent chocolate. Yes. Puffs included. They're low calorie, high protein, and you can replace these with any candy bar, any sort of sweet snack that you want. They will absolutely do the trick. And if you count your macros, this is super important. Go to builtbar.com and check out their macros chart. You're going to be blown away low calorie high protein you talk about 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs 17 grams of protein that's better than any candy bar out there they come in so many great flavors mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new for this month white chocolate cookies and cream so delicious you guys are going to love these things go to builtbar.com right now because they're all about taste and then they figure out how to make it melt then they figure out how to make it healthy Oh, God, it's so delicious, I can't even get the words out. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back into A to Z here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Again, give us a follow on Twitter at Locked on ATL at Mark Zino M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Check out all the great shows we have here on Locked on Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Tanisha Batiste and Jarvis Davis. Of course, we have so many great contributors, including Grant McCauley, who does our Braves postcast every day, every night after Braves games. You'll hear Grant McCauley right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Of course, Grant going to stop by and visit us. Make sure you check out uh, Locked On Hawks as well. Locked On Falcon, Aaron Freeman's gonna join us later on in the week as well. And speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, um, they are getting set for the NFL draft. Now, Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft is out. Um, and I, 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 listen, I know what mock drafts are and I, I know why we all look at them and I certainly understand it. And I do the same thing every other fan does. What is my team picking? Who, who, who do they like? But I will say this much. Um, a, a, How teams draft tells you a lot about what direction they're going in and what they think is ultimately important. And I want to read to you the first eight picks because I think that there is a miscalculation about this front office by Mel Kuyper. Aiden Hutchinson goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars at one. Uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner goes to the Detroit Lions at two. Trevon Walker from Georgia goes to the Texans at three. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon to the Jets at four um Ikem Ikwanu from or Ikam sorry from uh, NC State the tackle goes to the Giants at five Malik Willis to the Carolina Panthers at six now that's important we'll get to that in a minute the Giants second pick in the first round Jermaine Johnson from Florida State they take him at number seven and then the Falcons at eight select Garrett Wilson and Mel Kuyper who's as good as it comes with this whole thing says quote I'm going to stick with this prediction because it who is Marcus Mariota going to throw to next season The Falcons just don't have any starting caliber wide receivers, blah, blah, blah. It goes on about Wilson. I'll say this much. If the Falcons draft a wide receiver, it is a sign to me that this new regime has learned nothing from their predecessors. This is a new regime. That is an old Falcons move. And I think highly of Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, I have a good relationship with him. And I think that he was underrated as a GM, and I've said that for years. That's not to say that he didn't miss and didn't make mistakes. Thomas knows that. We've had that conversation. Um, it's not to say he's been perfect. He knows that as well. GM's tough. GM's jobs are very tough and not easy. There are very few good ones who do it well consistently. That said, this is this would be a Thomas move. And I, I, I could sit there and tell you all the reasons Thomas Dimitrov would love Garrett Wilson. There's a lot of reasons. A lot of GMs would love Garrett Wilson. But Thomas's mentality and his direction of how he wanted to build a team Is different than that of Terry Fontenot. If Terry Fontenot goes out and drafts Kyle Pitts one year, and then Garrett Wilson, or another wide receiver, Chris Olavin. By the way, there were only two other wide receivers in Mel Kiper's mock draft taken in the first round. It says to me that they are doing things the exact same way. It also says to me that their owner is probably too much involved in decision making. Terry Fontenot was brought here to change the entire culture because it had gotten stale under Dan Quinn. They had gotten in a rut with Thomas Dimitrov. They weren't able to get themselves out of it and turn things around. Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are here to turn things around, and you have to do things differently. If you're going to do it the same, then why did you change the personnel you had before? And and that's what happens in every business. Whenever they make a change at a high-level position. Right? Whether it's a head coach or a GM in the NFL, whether it's a CEO of an organization, a, an executive director of a nonprofit, whatever the last one did, the reason that they were fired and got let go, they bring in somebody else who does things differently. Why? Because they don't want more of the same. Why would they take a wide receiver? That's more of the same. Last year, you could make an argument that Kyle Pitts is a once in a lifetime tight end talent. I don't have to agree with that objectively. There's, there's different ways to argue that, but that argument is there, and I understand it because you don't pass up once-in-a-lifetime talent. He was the highest tight end ever taken in the NFL draft for a reason because he was that level of talent, right? Okay. You know my stance on taking a quarterback. I'm, I don't have to reiterate. It. If you've listened to this show at all the past week plus since we started, but I'll say it again real quick. If you're doing a rebuild, you have to start a quarterback. You can't rebuild without one. You just can't. And and your rebuild isn't a bridge quarterback. It's Marcus Mariota's a bridge quarterback. He's here for two years, nothing more. If Marcus Mariota is the long-term plan, shame on Terry Fontenot, shame on Arthur Smith. That's just being objective about it. You have to have the quarterback first. Does that mean you have to draft one this year? Maybe, kinda. But you have to be willing to, to be wrong. You can't be afraid to miss on the quarterback and then go get one, a better one next year. You have to be willing to take chances like that. Um, and if you're not, then don't draft him. But you better be 100% sure that all three of the guys that you're passing up that are, that are giving somewhat first-round grades, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, uh, uh, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, whoever they are, uh, some of those guys who are receiving first-round grades. They all better bust. They all better turn flat. Because if you let them pass you, it's a bad mark on your record. But whatever the Falcons do at number eight, tells you and even if they trade back it tells you what their priorities because they trade back they tell you assets are more important than anything right now we'll get players later on in the first round but assets are more important which i agree with they are at this point in time you're in a rebuild you're beginning the rebuild you're in year zero of the rebuild year one is next year and i'm okay with that but if you draft a wide receiver you're telling me i want to be finesse i want to score points i I don't want to be physical because you're getting positions one and you're getting positions now that automatically become the second most expensive position behind quarterbacks wide receivers are getting paid left and right in this league drafting one makes a ton of sense when you don't have a lot of cap space and you need an impact player quickly because wide receivers can do that the Falcons need an impact player quickly but they need like a dozen impact players quickly what kind of team do you want to be Terry Fontenot you want to be a strong defensive team up front you want to be good in the trenches. How do you pass up Evan Neal if he's there? Oh, don't give me Caleb McGarry. Evan McNeil's better. Move him inside the guard. I don't care. Get rid of him. Trade him. Dump him. You got Jake Matthews and Evan Neal. You have bookend tackles. And when Jake Matthews finally gets shipped off, guess where Evan Neal goes? Over to the other side. There is no better developmental thing in this league for tackles to play right tackle than move over to left tackle. I mean, you know, this is obvious stuff here. But what kind of team do you want to be? If the Falcons draft a receiver at eight, they deserve to be bad for a long time. It's just that simple. There are plenty of receivers in this draft. You can find them anywhere. You don't need to take one with your first overall pick, especially not in the top 10. Are any of these receivers going to be game-changing, life-changing receivers like Randy Moss or Jerry Rice or Terrell Owens or whoever else? DeAndre Hopkins, pick who you want. Maybe there's an outside chance that they are, but I'll roll the dice that they're not and let somebody else go get that guy because there are other things that are more important in a rebuild. I can justify not taking a high end wide receiver in a rebuild with no quarterback because he will never be high end if there's no quarterback there. It's that simple, it's that simple. So uh, what are the Falcons gonna do? Who are they gonna be? That's gonna be the ultimate question when they draft two weeks from Thursday. Coming up next, uh, the Atlanta Braves did something that, uh, well, was expected and a full handicap of the Hawks-Hornets from a betting standpoint. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Free on YouTube. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you guys give us a follow at Locked On, A-T-L. I'm at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. This segment of the show brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Boy, speaking is really tough today. Anyway, uh, you know, it's one of the things I never really thought about. But, you know, I didn't have time or concern about getting better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. I hate taking pills and vitamins. It's not my thing. But I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and wanted to see what all the hype was about. About having a better gut health and a better immune system. Well, that's where Athletic Greens came in. And what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, that's Athletic Greens 1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that will help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. That's why I take athletic greens because they are absolutely central to my lifestyle, right? It's just one of those things I just put into my daily regimen and I see the benefits of it. There are no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything and they still taste great. You even get better sleep out of this, guys. And it costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements at the store. It's cheaper than investing in -in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NBA network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily Nutrition Insurance. Welcome back to A to Z here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the Atlanta Braves get a win yesterday against the Washington Nationals, and finally they busted out the whooping sticks, right? Uh, finally, they they put together an offensive game that we thought we'd see from this team all year long. They win 16-4, to four, uh, and they still struck out eight times, which is bad. But if you didn't notice in the power surge, who was absent from the lineup yesterday, oh, good friend Eddie Rosario. Oh, Rosario's struggling to start the year. Hopefully he picks it up. But it was uh, it was Marcelo Zuno who had two bombs. It was Ozzy Albies who had three hits and three RBIs. I mean, this was, you know, an offensive showing that the Braves, I think, kind of finally needed um, for everybody to hit and everybody to feel good about themselves. And they got to turn around today, uh, and they have an afternoon game against the Nationals. Max Freed will be back on the mound. Let's see how he responds after his first start, which was okay, but wasn't great. He got probably charged with more runs than he should have because uh, the bullpen came in with some inherited runners on and didn't do the job. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it's hard to uh, it's hard to really blame him. But uh, he's your ace right now. He's the number one guy in the rotation. And every fifth day or sixth day, at least to start the season, when he takes the ball, your team is supposed to have the best chance to win. And let's hope that's what's going to go on with uh the atlanta braves today uh, as they have the rubber match between them and the washington nationals and then you know they head out on the road for their first uh road series of the year uh and you know you start to really try to get that whole thing down and the travel situation and it's going to be interesting to see how they respond as i said there's no panic buttons yet i am a little bit worried about the strikeouts i am a little bit worried about uh you know uh Eddie Rosario in the top of the order and what that's going to look like. But once, Oz, you know, again, Ozzy Albies has a big game at the top of the order. Everything seems to fall in place. Uh, and they'll head on on the West Coast road trip uh, real quick. They'll head to San Diego for four games and then go visit their good buddy, Freddie Freeman in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's going to happen early on this year. And I'm sure the uh, the Sunday night game uh, between the Braves and the Dodgers on, uh, I'm sorry, that's Monday. They first played them, not Sunday. Sunday night's a San Diego game uh but it'll be wascar you know and you darvish in the game should be a pretty good thing but uh max freed his next start uh after this one today will be against clayton kershaw and the dodgers uh on a monday night where they will see freddie freeman again i'm sure they'll hand him his world series ring with lights on it that glow and, and you know all that stuff The ring's pretty impressive i can't lie about that and I'm happy for all my friends and my former colleagues over at the last place i used to work who all got those rings good for you guys that's pretty awesome um Congratulations to all them. So, again, Braves and Nats today finish up the rubber set as Braves try to go uh, above five hundred for the first time this year. Yeah, uh, let's do it early. Get above five hundred early. Don't make it. Don't make it a long drawn out thing like they did last season. Okay, uh, Hawks and Hornets tonight from State Farm Arena. Um, here is the kind of official betting handicap uh, from the whole thing. These are two of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Uh, Charlotte finished fourth in the NBA in scoring, and the Hawks finished sixth. So they're talking about a difference of 115.4 points a game versus 113.9. It's not that much. Hawks are second in the NBA in three point shooting at 37.4%, and Charlotte is sixth at 36.5%. Um, both teams have bought a 10 defenses in the league. Guess what? They're not good. Um, they split the regular season series. Each team won and lost a game on their home floor. That's the way it went straight up, also against the spread. Atlanta has been markedly better at home this year. Um, They're 27 and 14. That's the third most wins in the East. And they are 23 and 18 against the spread, which is very good to talk about a number that's in the 58, 59% range. Um, They're also averaging 116.7 points a game at home, which is more than what they're averaging on the season. So whatever it is, as I said earlier in the week, the sight lines, the comfort of the arena, the ability to warm up, whatever it may be, they play better at home here is the rub for this game more than anything and it's not about who's going to play better defense i heard a couple of hosts in town say that uh and i laughed because nobody's playing defense it's a conscious effort not to play defense this isn't about who's going to play better defense it's what brad Rowland and i talked about yesterday it's who's going to make more shots and they're not missing shots because they're being well defended you're missing shots because you know even if you, you shoot 40 percent, you're still missing six out of ten Right, like, <laughs> you know, it's it's a simple math problem here, folks. So from that standpoint, it's not about who plays better defense because nobody's playing defense. We know that, right? This shouldn't surprise anybody. Nobody's playing defense in this game, but the Hawks have to do a very good job. And Brad Rowland pointed this out yesterday. And again, if you missed my interview with Brad Rowland from Locked On Hawks, wherever you get uh, your Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast, just search them wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta, and you can hear my interview with Brad, who knows the Hawks just about as well as anybody out there. The transition defense for the Hawks is going to be key. The Charlotte Hornets are the third best team in the NBA in transition scoring. Uh, To quote Brad, they will run it down your throat. And yes, that's exactly what they want to do. If the Hawks don't get back uh, and prevent easy buckets in transition, it's going to be a problem. And that, to me, is a big, big concern. From a betting standpoint, the other big, big concern, like 73% of the public is on the Hawks. Run away, run away. Not a number that I want to jump on, uh, especially with that number rising out of five or five and a half. So uh, for me, it's Hornets or pass, uh, just based off of the public, based off of the way the styles of the teams play, uh, based off the fact that Charlotte can score as well as the Hawks can. I expect this game to be close uh, the whole way out. I'd be shocked if anybody has a double-digit lead at one point. If they are, it's because one of these teams goes through a massive shooting spell, like a drought, like you wouldn't believe. That's what sort of has happened uh, if there is a double-digit lead by one of these teams because they can both score at such ease. So um, I'll take the Hornets or pass. I probably will, full disclosure, probably will bet on the Hornets tonight. Uh, Hope the Hawks win by three and and the Hornets cover. Um, This thing may continue to climb as we get closer. If it gets to six, it's absolutely a buy point for me. Um, There's just, you know, you're past the two-possession game at that point to cover. So uh, it's an absolute buy point for me. If it gets a six, we'll see what happens. The total, by the way, at 236 and a half last I saw it, that's down from 240. Early sharp money came in on the under as it should. Um, they went under three of the four meetings this year. The only time they went over when the total was, I think, 225 and it was early on in the year. So you're talking about almost, you know, 11, 12 points better. And this total opened up 15 points better than what the lowest total of the year was uh that's a huge number i would say that theoretically these two offenses will cancel each other out and what i mean is essentially that because they both can score and it's a win or go home situation they may be a little bit more judicious in their shot selection maybe a little bit more prudent about taking quick shots early on in the shot clock when they don't need to allow their offense to get in place uh that'll slow things down one of these teams is going to have to get to 125 if this thing is going to go over that number close probably closer to 130 and i just uh as bad as the defenses are, I'd be shocked that they both get to 120. I think this is more of a like 120, 117 kind of final. Um, which, again, would get you there. Wouldn't get you 240, get you 237 if it's at 236. So I think more money is going to come back in on the over, though. But let's keep our fingers crossed for the Hawks. Um, absolutely want them to win more than I want to win money. Uh, and I never say that often. But we'll be back tomorrow to recap that game. And a whole lot more right here on A to Z. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno. Please interact, and they love to hear from you guys. No, no matter whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, give me a shout out on Twitter, and I'll certainly respond at Locked On ATL. Follow us there. Keep up with all the shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Free on YouTube. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta wherever you get your podcast. You guys have a great day. Don't get any crap from anybody. See ya.